hold a gun to everyone on earth and call it protection. This isn't freedom. This is fear. Welcome to the Popcorn Brothers. My name's Eli. I'm Isaac. And we're here in the middle of the MCU series, part two, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. How are you today, Isaac? I'm good. How are you? I'm amazing. It's uh, it's Sunday. We um, we have so much to talk about today. I'm so excited. We we just saw Ready Player One. Literally, yes, we did. We just saw it. Yes, we, we, we just drove got here back to from do it. this. We are on on a movie high. Well, this I've is seen as high three as movies today. So That's, you're on a low. I don't Not if you call at the it movies, high. but I'm just tired. <laughs> that is commitment. I've watched probably six or seven movies this weekend alone you are so, so committed to the cause there's so much to talk about all right well to summarize we have this week at the movies coming up first today with ready player one the steven spielberg epic the recent book the um the non-stop reference movie of of 2018 and then blockers too oh yeah you have blockers to talk about yes Sweet. i do since okay. you would refuse to go see it i kind of did refuse <laughs> i i still refuse until you change my mind fine whatever then we have our um movie trailer watch of the week and that's how to talk to girls at parties based on the graphic novel isaac has also heard of this i i'm a graphic novel person but isaac i'm not you heard about this somewhere else yeah it's it i think this has already made the circuit at a couple of festivals festivals and Mm. stuff so i think i've read some reactions to it i knew that it was coming out so all right and then of course the meat and potatoes we will be discussing captain america the winter soldier the movie that makes all non-superhero fans into superhero fans (laughs) the movie to end all our marvel movies basically i mean we'll see with infinity war black panther is up there too but the Mm -hmm. highlight of phase two by far oh yeah definitely yeah we'll so we'll, we'll have lots of positive things to say today but um yeah i say we jump into it yeah, let's go. All right. So uh, this week at the movies. So we just witnessed the movie based on the book, which I think the book was written in 2011. It's pretty recent. I have no idea. Okay. Well, Ready Player One. I literally didn't even watch a trailer for this movie until right before we were going. Wow. Okay. Well, I was like, I guess maybe I should watch a trailer for this and decide whether I was like this close to bailing on going anyway. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. You texted me. You were like, I'm not going to go. And I was like, I don't know. But then I watched the trailer and it was one of it, the trailer made it just made it with all the effects and everything. I was like, well, this is a movie that you have to see at the movies. It's yes. not going to get the same impact at home. So I was like, I guess I'll go and see it. So. Yeah. And before we get into more of that, I'll summarize a little bit. Basically, this movie is Spy Kids 3D. If you ever saw Spy Kids 3D. So in oh, the future, I guess it is. I yeah, didn't even think about that. But. In the future, there's a video game and the mer- person who has created this video game has left a contest behind after he has died. It's dystopian future. <laughs> dystopian. I don't know if my voice yeah, is Yeah, okay. I guess the world is destroyed because people only care about... I thought that was very odd. It's it's loosely explained and we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about that in a minute. But basically, everyone is poor except for the people that work for this company that has all the money and is trying to... Everyone... Literally everyone in the world is trying to accomplish this this set of three tasks that the creator of this VR world, everyone sits in VR all the time at their house, even if they're walking around the street. Well, also. see, I was confused because sometimes people <laughs> would be sitting in chairs and the VR stuff worked and yeah. they would be like running and doing yeah. stuff. Sometimes though you had to stand and walk on the walkway was, and do it. Or yeah. sometimes people were just running down the street doing it. So I could not figure out what 
was actually like <laughs> what you had to be doing in order to make the VR work. Basically, apparently everyone... you can do any of those things. It just depends on your personal preference, I yeah. suppose. Okay, so some um, some kid that's super obsessed with this game leads the charge to figuring out how to solve this man, the creator's past, who created the video game. He put a lot of himself into the, I guess, the challenges that are involved in breaking the Easter egg. They call it the big Easter egg that if you win... You get control of the game, which is the most valuable economic resource on the planet. And I then guess, yeah. you also you get his shares, so you own the company and stuff like that. So there's there's a bad corporation of people who wants to take over the game. Wants to take over the game and take over the world. Yeah. yeah. And they have a giant IOI building in the middle of the city. Is that supposed to say one oh one? No, it's that... IOI. I forget what oh. they called it though. I mean, I know it's called IOI, but I thought it kind of looked like one oh one. It 101. does look like one oh one, but I couldn't think of anything that, that would be referencing. Maybe it says in the book. But Anyways, you know, um, that's that's directed where it goes. by Steven Spielberg. Yeah, it's a Steven Spielberg movie. It's closer to Avatar and Spy Kids mixed because there's so much CGI. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, most of it takes. I, most of the movie takes place in the VR world. Yeah, so. the trailer I saw for this didn't have almost any of the like the actual like VR oh, drama yeah. scenes. So I didn't know. I didn't expect oh. that going in. Like I knew it was a VR world. The one that I saw had almost exclusively the VR okay, stuff, so which is why I was convinced to go see it. I knew there was some action stuff, but I figured it would be like Spy kids 3d where they have like people but in vr but it wasn't like that like the heavy like avatar i mean it almost looked like the whole movie was a video game cutscene on ps4 or something but it's, well uh, i knew that it was supposed to be like then the i knew that the worlds were going to be like converging and that there was action in the real world and mm -hmm. action in the vr world so yeah. i yeah. figured that that was where it was headed when i saw the trailer yeah so um what are your overall thoughts there then it was fine. It was cool to see it at the movies because it has some really cool effects, visual effects. Um, I thought it was like every Spielberg movie, which is the characters aren't very complex. It's very oh, like, no. here's the good guys. Here's the bad oh, guys. Yes. There's not any shades of gray. And the bad guys are dumb. Yeah, the movie's 15 minutes too long and it's yeah. overly sentimental and like mm -hmm. cheesy. That's yes. totally Spielberg to a T in my opinion most Absolutely. of the time. Absolutely. Yeah, the kids falling in love is terrible. It's hard it's hard to watch. But also it was completely predictable. I was like, okay, I know exactly. Like even oh, yeah. going in, I was like, I pretty much know what's going to oh, happen yeah. in this if, movie. If but. you, if anyone has heard me describe it and you think you know what happens, you are exactly right. <laughs> you know what happens. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Sorry about not it. Too but. Much, not too much to say about that. But, um, but it was cool. I mean. Yeah. Um, I feel similarly. So my overall thought is that everything in the VR world was actually kind of entertaining. Like enough. Like the value. Yeah. The cinematic value and the detail in the animation and the way they were creative with it including little spoiler the whole shining scene was yeah, the highlight was of the cool. movie in my opinion like putting them into that because i don't know i don't know how they did that that wasn't cgi shining i guess they took I the know, shots I've, from shining i don't i don't i thought I maybe they just a, recreated sets for it kind of a technical marvel like it looks really i good. feel like they might have just recreated the sets too well i did not expect them to do that i didn't either and speaking of that there are a lot of the whole movie is just about pop culture references too, yeah. Yeah. which I couldn't figure out why most of them were 80s references. Yeah, there is a There weird... are a few that are like, like The Shining isn't 80s, it's 70s. Yeah. And Iron Giant is 90s. But yeah. the majority, the music they play, like all the rest of it was almost exclusively 80s. So I couldn't figure out what the, other than the fact that I guess the gamer guy grew up in the 80s. So. Yeah, yeah. It spans but then, those generations. Theoretically, like the music selection they th no yeah, people hear the music in the movie <laughs> like yeah, only the audience is supposed to hear the music so yeah, that's kind of a fourth wall breaker or a cheesy tactic 
uh yeah i um i do think they i think the reference bit the whole thing i think there were good references and like the way they used the shining was the, my favorite reference part in the movie but i think that it was watered to a point that like oh if we appeal to everyone with a reference everyone will enjoy well it'll, it'll be a movie for everyone and they probably weakened that because i'm pretty sure maybe it was like that in the book i don't know enough about the book we I've don't heard know people anything say about the book, good yeah. things about the book too but I'm sure The Shining was probably in the book. I would be oh, surprised. There, yeah, there's no was. way. There's like, no way it could not be that far. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I I do wonder if they're the same references or if they watered down the references because I bet there would have been more video game nerd references. That's my honest opinion. Yeah, I can on, see like, that too. VR. I do. They think cut out all the. They probably cut out the real obscure. Yes, video game references video game that stuff only and left a bunch of the. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's my stuff that average people would probably get. That's what I'm guessing. And then, um, what was I gonna say? Oh, how about a well-timed movie though? On the end, on the edge of like VR. I'm pretty sure the guy that wrote this book wrote it because of inspiration from VR. Yeah. As it was being created, and I I did hear from a friend who'd also seen this movie that um they changed the way VR is portrayed. So apparently in the book, it wasn't even like up to today's standards because VR has been oh, advancing so fast. Interesting. That like they made the VR more futuristic than it is in the book because like because the book had standards. To, because yeah. otherwise we would be like, this is out of date. Yeah. 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 Basically, which is kind of a cool little point. But, um, yeah, I, um, I hated everything in the real world. I, I didn't like the actors. I didn't like the, like, Spielberg-esque a like half-hearted take on like what was actually going on in the real world with the real characters and I guess the biggest plot problem with the real world or our plot holes almost like just conveniences is what I w- am gonna say and what you brought up briefly that just like everything is too convenient when they're in oh, the real it's world just, but it's also well you're taking a novel and you're turning it into a movie which we all know the, but that's a like a difficult movie to cut stuff out of I'm sure yeah out of the book because you have to hit certain points so of course everything is just but it was still two hours and 20 minutes long yeah, I was yeah. like this is long um but I mean I mean to its credit I didn't feel I didn't personally feel like it felt like it dragged it I point. thought the third act dragged but really yeah oh, well, especially because did with the at battle. that point i was like look i already know what's gonna happen and yeah. they kept like they kind not to be not to be like they kept dragging it on but i felt like every time that we would almost be done there was something else that happened and i was like okay like i already know what's gonna happen here so yeah. you should just wrap it up yeah, i'm ready for this to be done yeah and now that i think about it my biggest problem with the movie is the not the antagonist but like the the sub antagonist that didn't really play a strong role not mila kunis well her but also the one in the vr the guy that's played by the guy oh tj miller yeah yeah he like a complete waste of a character almost just like what's the point in having him in there well and i kind of felt that way i kind of felt that way about some of the main guy's friends too it just yeah, and not that they I mean, dragged he just it had down. A squad to have a squad. Well, yeah, I know, but I was also thing. like, do we need all of them? There, some of them aren't really particularly contributing much, but no, it was fine. Yeah, I mean that's true. Um, you just, it's about friendship. You have to, you have to have friends. Yeah, so but can... I just, and I agree with you. The stuff on the outside world was, was very, lackluster. and it was very quick. Like they moved through it really quickly. Especially, like I said, the parts about people who work for the IOI or they 
are slaves of the IOI. I was very confused by that part. It's like the downfall of like the vagueness of Hunger Games, but like amplified by Tin, in my opinion. Well, and there was also, it just didn't seem like there was not a lot of explanation. I mean, they said that the like the world was bad, so that people like played this video game. And but that was I was, all they said. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I it was, but that was exactly it. And so I was like, I thought this is so kind of weird that yeah. they kind of it, they placed all this importance on this video game, and I just thought, I mean. It, I didn't really get that, but uh, you obviously weren't supposed to k- think that much no, about it. So no, yeah. Well, um, yeah. At the end of the day, I think I, uh, I give it seven Oculus Rifts out of ten. I mean, it was like a six. You it was a six, six or seven. It was perfectly fine. I went to the movies. I was glad I saw it in the movies because of the effects, but I would probably never really watch it again. Yeah. I mean, me either, but I do think, um, and I said this to you earlier and now I'll say it. I think it, um, it bodes well for my personal take on, um, I guess, um, CGI movies going forward, like movies that are totally CGI. I remember when it was, I mean, it was rough a few years ago. Like there was a patch where like, oh, we can make things seem super realistic and it was impressive, but I think it like the cracks started to show and the weakness in story over like the balancing of technology. I think they did a good job here balancing really strong technology that looks really good with a good yeah, story. Yeah, did look good. And I mean like... It be- was an interesting story, yeah. But... Believable portrayal of emotion on animated characters to an extent. Like sometimes well, it was weird. But one thing that I thought was the worst part to me was the avatars in the world. Mm-hmm. I just always thought that they looked cartoon, like they more do. cartoony it's, than which I think was also the point. The point, the point in some of the levels was that the worlds were really they are obviously we're talking about the shining level where that's real, a real movie. So it was supposed to look like that. And then the people still look like their avatars but i still thought even sometimes i was still like well the avatars don't look that great to me but uh i can agree i just i do think it's a kids movie at the end of the day so it appeals yeah i thought it would have looked cooler if they looked more like people but it's fine whatever yeah so um i do think anyone can go see this movie i think there's humor for adults i think there's humor for kids i didn't think there was that much i think there's a little bit of humor for adults really i laughed a couple of times almost not even because they were jokes for adults but just because of the like ridiculousness of that's why i laughed too but that's not a good thing to laugh at i I don't think i think that's something that people like us pulled from and i think other people will too as adults if they if they have a certain sense of humor so you know, I don't think it's bad. I think if you're definitely kids that are into video games or if you grew up playing video games, there's some sort of appeal to this. Like, it's the whole dot hack, the Spy Kids 3D, the like this. I mean, this story of like trying to beat this magic video game that the creator left behind is not. Yeah, I mean, it's not a new story. When this guy wrote in 2011, it definitely wasn't new, but it is. It's an OK take on it and it's an entertaining movie. I wouldn't pay for it other than to go see it in the theaters, though. OK. Well, speaking of humor, and I didn't laugh at all at that movie, I laughed <laughs> a lot at the other movie I saw this weekend. All right, weekend. so Blockers. Blockers, yeah. All right, give us a little bit about Blockers. So Blockers is about uh, these three teenage girls and their parents. The three teenage girls are going to their prom, and they put together this sex pact, so they're all going to lose their virginity as on prom night. Mm-hmm. And the parents find out about it. And they, Who are the parents? The parents are played by Leslie Mann and John Cena and Ike Barinholtz. And so their plan is to stop their daughters from do making this horrific mistake in their lives. They're being the blockers. Yes. Okay. 
and that's about the extent of the plot of the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they I, spend most of it chasing their daughters around and getting into all kinds of yeah. crazy situations. Mischief. Yes, mischief, sure. Okay. Um, but it was really good. I it was funny. Lots of people were in the movies. Everybody laughed a lot. It's very funny. The all three of those people, all three of the adult characters, I think all of those people are real. I've seen them in other projects. Um, certainly Leslie Mann married to Judd Apatow. She's in uh, one of my favorites. She's in is the other woman. I still love her in George of the Jungle too. <laughs> um, John Cena was hilarious in Trainwreck, and he's really funny here too. And maybe one of the funnier ones. I think that Leslie Mann is super funny, but John Cena kind of he always steals the show in all of these comedies that he's in, which is so funny to me. Um, and then Ike Barinholtz did a good job too. And there's a nice, especially with Leslie Mann. Leslie Mann is completely underrated as an actress, I think, because she does comedy so well, obviously, but she brings such a gravitas of emotion to the roles, too, that they would never work without that. And it's so subtly done, which is why I'm just, I think she's so great. She's incredible. And she has a lot of fun physical comedy. She always does physical comedy really well, too. Um, But yeah, it was a good movie. It was fun. I don't think I, I think that I thought that Game Night was funnier. Nice. But it is also a different humor. This is, Blockers is obviously kind of raunchy, like over the top, outrageous type of humor, which on occasion I like to go see those movies. Game Night is a little more, I think, quirky in that way humor. So they're completely different. And some people will like one over the other. Which is fine, but I, I have place for both of them, and I enjoyed them both. So yeah, I can only imagine that the way that ge- game night keeps you guessing allows for a little bit more of a oh yeah, like obviously too. I knew what was yeah. going to happen in blockers yeah. too. So yeah, so blockers <laughs> that that puts a pretty that puts a high standard, like a high tax on your comedy if there's nothing you know there's nothing to subsidize it i guess sure. is the word you know like, yeah game night was just totally mysterious and you were st- yeah. and you were still invested in the plot in the sense that you didn't know where it was going yes. but yeah blockers is obviously a little more predictable in what mm-hmm. happens on there but it was really funny there's a lot of really funny parts in it so i would totally recommend seeing it at least once favorite scene without spoiling anything i mean if you've seen the trailer you see where they are trying to figure out the emojis where mm-hmm. because that's how they find out that the daughters have the sex pact is yeah. one of their daughters left the computer up and they see their text of emojis. Uh-huh. That was hilarious. And then they also keep going to... So one of their daughters, Leslie Mann's daughter's boyfriend, they keep going to the, his parents' house to um, try to see if they can find out where the girls are at various points. And <laughs> that kid's parents are crazy and I won't tell you why they're crazy but it's completely hilarious all the scenes at the house with the boyfriend's parents are so funny and Gary Cole is in it um I don't know what you might know him in. if you saw a picture <laughs> oh he's on veep if you know he's on veep he's the guy with the numbers he's very dry also he was the dad on the Brady Bunch movie which was hilarious and he used to be on Desperate Housewives so I know him from <laughs> nope, a whole bunch of nope, stuff nope. if you looked up his picture I bet you would recognize him okay. but he plays the boyfriend's dad and he's really funny all right so uh how many um chickens out of ten? Four out of five. Oh, well four to five chickens eight out of ten yeah eight out of ten chickens <laughs> okay good eight like veering on nine it was pretty funny all right so uh is that it yeah i guess 
All right, that's it for this week at the movies. Uh, we highly suggest you go see one of these two. Clearly, Blockers is an 8 out of 10. I like Blockers high. better than Ready Player One. Yeah, is Blockers brand new also? Because Ready Player yeah, One it is just brand came, new. Oh, Ready Player One came out last weekend. Oh, Blockers fine. came out this weekend. We didn't go see A Quiet Place yet, even though we really oh, want to. Yeah, so we will be getting on that for the next, next one. Week. Yeah, <laughs> next time you hear from us, we will be talking about A Quiet Place. I'm dying to see that movie. A lot of people went and saw it, so I'm also kind of glad that we didn't because, you know, I hate going to the movies when there's too yeah. many people. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I saw John Krasinski, that's his yeah. name, retweeted Stephen King saying that A Quiet Place was a movie masterpiece. Wow. I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. And he said it was a masterpiece because of the silence, which I feel like is kind of obvious. Yeah. Like, I mean, going into this movie, like, that's that's what it's about. But I, um, I'm happy for John. I support John. I support him also not acting in war movies. I don't know what his whole thing was for a minute where he, like, felt like he had to be, like, a military shooter. Or maybe that's just what he got cast in. Maybe that's there were, like, all two or people three would pay him to do. Maybe yeah. that's why he started directing movies because he was tired of doing it. Man, thank goodness he got out of that. I believe in that, man. But, um, yeah. All right. So that's it for this week of the movies. Thanks for sticking around. Go see Blockers or go see Ready Player One. All right, and now, as you do every week, you hear sound. And we watch a trailer. This time, we have How to Talk to Girls at Parties. I know nothing about this other than it's based on a graphic novel that I was supposed to read. Isaac has heard that it looks, um, it's gotten poor reviews at film festivals. Uh, I right? think Is mixed. It kind of got mixed. Okay, um, well, I'm not sure what to expect. I think you know a little bit more than I do. I won't spoil it. Nothing but to something about, I mean, Elle Fanning and Nicole Kidman and something about a- they're aliens or something. So so how to talk to girls at parties. This is not a like teen uh, romance. Mm, I I don't know. <laughs> let's see what it, let's see what comes out. I don't want to promise anything, but I think it's going to be weird. So. All right. Well, we're going to jump into the trailer. Uh, if you're not driving, pause the podcast here and uh, check it out. We're watching it on Movie Clips trailer. Is a channel on YouTube, and uh, we're gonna play a little filler music. And when we're back, we'll talk about what we saw. All right, even though I kind of knew what to expect, I didn't expect that. I did not think that was going to. Welcome back to the Popcorn Brothers. We (laughs) just watched the trailer for How to Talk to Girls at Parties, and I am highly interested. I'm going to say really? on the front end. Yes. So two things that I like, 1970s punk in Britain and aliens and <laughs> sci-fi. And they are they are totally here. Also, Neil Gaiman is something that I very much appreciate. And mm-hmm. uh, as far as anyone who's ever read anything that he has, uh, I guess, written or worked on graphic novel wise, he is a king. He is a god of the graphic novel, I guess, canon. The uh the important well like, historical. even as a regular writer too yeah that's true <laughs> yeah he um yeah this is gonna be good so what oh, we I just think it saw looks super weird and I'm not into Isaac it, but... is not into it that does not surprise <laughs> me but I I can I can describe it so there are there's a group of three friends that are all punks in 1977 in Britain. guys yes they're guys they're dudes and they all you know they wear black leather and like the spikes and like mm-hmm. they all look like they would be in uh, I don't know name a band they they look like they would like uh, uh, God save the queen the sex pistols yes okay so anyways after it looks like after a concert they all go to what they think is a party at some girl's house. And they show up there and they, these, these, they're human, 
they look like humans at least, but these are aliens. Yes. So they're all trying to get laid. Very I'm obviously assuming, at the aliens. party. And what starts happening is weird stuff, like them morphing and having weird fingers and arms coming out of weird places, and like weird psychedelic-looking camera editing effects and all sorts of crazy stuff. So they get out of there, but one of the probably the most it looks like the introverted boy out of these three, the main person, meets, yeah, meets an alien who is kind of actually interested in him and what he talks about punk rock, and she becomes interested. So it looks like they all stay at this house all the time, and by the end of it. The other two boys are freaked out, but that girl wants to experience his world and runs away. And it looks like the alien group cult family wants to get her back. They're trying to get her back. She's she's trying to experience the world. What it's like to be human and looks like they're falling in love. And I'm all about it. And then Nicole Kidman playing some crazy looking lady yeah. but not an alien no i don't think an she's an alien i don't think so either. she's I don't know, seems though. like she's part of the punk rock scene but like <laughs> i'm like nicole kidman aren't you a little old for that but yeah, maybe not whatever midlife crisis late, late life crisis how old is she i don't know but she's probably in her early 40s i mean if tom cruise can still do a uh, mission impossible uh, <laughs> shut your mouth nicole kidman is one of the greatest actresses again of our generation she does way interesting things all the time give her props for that and she was incredible in big little lies so she's still she's still kicking okay fair enough fair enough all right so um i'm gonna go see this this uh it, does it say when it comes out is this a theater released movie i don't I don't know anything about this. Uh, release date 2018. That doesn't vote Unconfirmed. Well. <laughs> Does Limited <not> release. Well. <laughs> so uh, I guess uh, download it legally when you can at some point, but I will be. So uh, I'll bring this back around at some point. I'll see this movie since we talked about it and I'll let you know. Isaac, not going to see it? Depends on what, I mean. Would you see it in theaters? Probably not. There's a lot of stuff coming out this summer that I really want to see, and this is not high on the list. Rough. All right. Well, that's it for this week at the movies. Thanks for sticking around one more time, and um, let's jump on in. Isaac, are you ready for this? We, yeah. We talked about a lot last week. There was a lot we covered. What we do you did. Remember? I don't even remember. I run. <laughs> hold on. I know that there are Infinity Stones, <laughs> yes. and now that I have seen more of the movies that involve Infinity Stones, I kind of am starting to put some of that together that's true okay let's um really briefly we covered the six infinity stones space mind reality power time and soul and the big one that we talked about last week was the tesseract which was the focus yes. of the first avengers movie and, and also captain the first america. captain america movie mm-hmm. yeah so we went over those in brief and we didn't talk about thor but Thor, but I, I went back and watched Thor one came before yes. the Avengers, but yes. I went back and watched that one. Yeah. And what you probably realized was a lot of the stuff I talked about. The yes, history that was is helpful. covered in Thor one. Yes, it was helpful. Yes. So lots of the lots of the stuff with the Asgardians and mm-hmm. other uh, what are they called? Worlds. I guess there's multiple worlds. They call them the yeah, nine the worlds realms or something. Realms, realms, realms. Yes, yeah, yes. they have nine realms. And there was an infinity stone in that one. Yeah. Yes, there was. Or maybe... Is there? I yeah. don't remember now. Um, oh, man. I haven't seen was that Loki the Did Loki get his the the mind stone, stone on his staff then? I don't know. You just watched it. I watched 
so many movies this weekend <laughs> i can't even remember it's, now it's irrelevant anyways you get to see the bridge between worlds the giant rainbow bridge right yes you get that you get idris elba yeah to where the frost giants you see the frost yes giants, the frost which giants were a big battles yeah part. you get the loki intro that you were you were wanting obviously yes once seen the, the backstory of loki and thor and odin yeah, was so. nice to see um i liked thor one a lot mm-hmm. um the characters are fine. I liked the story, though. It was nice to get that kind of backstory, and it seemed like a fun little origin story. And the tension between Odin and Thor was nice. It had a nice story in that respect to it, mm-hmm. and that Thor had to learn how to be like a good ruler or whatever. Yes. Um, but I was most impressed, I already told you, the fact that Kenneth Branagh directed it, and he's a pretty well-respected actual director aside from just superhero movies and that sort of thing. He does a lot of acting on his own too. He does a lot of Shakespeare. So um, I thought he had a really good eye for cool stuff. The camera was doing lots of cool stuff and uh, he didn't let that go by the wayside. And I I respect that a lot. (laughs) Good. Okay. So you got a little bit more, you saw some of that scope we talked about with the different worlds and the bridges Mm -hmm. between them. And understand now you understand a little bit more about the nine realms of nine realms of Yggdrasil. So you got that from Thor. What other ones did you watch to add a little bit? I of watched Thor two. Okay, so um, and I don't really recall anything about Thor two except for there were bad guys. Yes. The bad guys got defeated, and they seemed largely irrelevant yeah, because the they were elves. working for Thanos. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, or was that Thor one? Thanos appeared in something and he basically just sent the people to go do stuff. Oh, I think that was the dark world. I think that's Thor dark world. Um, I, I recall vaguely. And uh, Thor two just seemed like a lot of action for the sake of action because yeah, the bad guys weren't really important. It didn't seem because again, I think that they were just working for Thanos. And so I was like, well, they're all just going to get defeated. And so, and there wasn't a lot of there wasn't a lot of the character stuff from the first one, or as much of the character stuff from the first one. Um, Loki got released from the prison by the bad guys, and there was a lot of is Loki bad? Is he good? What's mm-hmm. he doing? What's his? Which is always the Loki thing, pretty much. What's his deal? And basically, I just came to the conclusion that Loki's just out for himself. Who cares? Hopefully, <laughs> he dies. Is he dead now? I no, hope, oh, he's in Infinity War. You'll see what happens with him. I hope he's dead soon. I'm tired of him. All right, but yeah, that one, I do feel the problem with Dark World is it just seems like the most obvious insertion of like an Infinity Stone origin of the series, in my opinion. It just is there an like, Infinity Stone in that yeah, one? Yeah, the Which one, one that infects Natalie Portman. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the that's whole right. story. <laughs> I forgot already. <laughs> because... Oh, yeah. It was called the Ether. Yes. Um, Which stone is that? It's red. Um, I remember the color. Which stone is that? That's a good question. Let me bring up my... Hold on. Show up the thing. Well, uh, you had it written down there. Uh, I didn't... I I don't remember which one it is out of them, though. I think it might... It's not reality. Um, it might be? Dang. I just... I don't... I don't know. Oh, yeah, it is. It's the reality stone. Which... I guess I was just confused and there was all this like pseudoscience in that one. Oh, it yeah, seemed like is. where I was just like, I don't have time to pay attention to <laughs> yeah, this. It's the like guy, whatever the guy it is. was crazy. The scientist guy. <laughs> oh yeah. Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, 
where I kind of got lost and I decided that it probably wasn't, none of it was really particularly important in the long run, other than the fact that there was an infinity stone and a certain person ended up with the infinity stone at the end. So I just said, okay, there's an infinity stone here. Great. Because I didn't even understand the ether and how it affected, which I will say too, I don't want to talk about guardians of the galaxy because that one is between winter soldier and Okay, so you want to wait. Um, yeah, so I'm going to hold my Guardians of okay. the Galaxy for the most part. Other than the fact that I understood the stone in Guardians of the Galaxy a lot better. And it actually seemed like what the stone did went with what the stone is called and everything. So it just <laughs> made way more sense. Other than this ether reality, I didn't get it. So Yeah, that one. this one is uh, fairly Other weird. than the fact that the stones will all kill you too yes for sure so here's here's a little definition on uh the aether it is a force of ancient and catastrophic power that has the potential to transform the entire universe just like all the rest of the stones <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm not sure aether converts matter to dark matter and seeks out host bodies in order to draw strength from their life force i.e energy from living organisms thereby sapping them of energy in a process that would inevitably prove fatal okay so why couldn't it be called like the energy stone? The suck stone. The energy <laughs> stone. Power. It's taking energy. Uh, yeah. Other than reality, a... I don't just didn't get the concept of reality or the connection to that, which was confusing to me. Man, but. I swear I probably knew at some point, but um, uh, I guess it's just because it can change its shape. Oh, I oh I see. Like I see it can literally yeah, like it can transform. Host into it can take on different hosts and stuff. Yeah. That makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, I was disappointed in that one. It wasn't that great. It is like the most evil seeming. There is a lot of dark. Story, opinion. Yeah. yeah, and it's a very dark movie. Oh, it is the dark world. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right, but yeah. I was, so uh, why I just didn't really. I will say on both of the Thor movies, I really didn't get Natalie Portman's casting here. They didn't really try to make her it's look a really like a weird nerd. Role for her, yeah. They didn't try to make her look that much like a nerd, and I was kind no. of disappointed that she was really just as soon as Thor showed up, she was like, "Screw this science! I'm gonna get me a hot man." Yeah, I think <laughs> um, I think it's awful. I think her character is awful and forgettable. Yeah, pretty, and I try not to. Think I think about that it. I'm. I bet she's not gonna come back for anything. I else. wouldn't even be surprised. I mean, it just they never they never really tried. It didn't seem like it was just like a throw. It also kind of seemed just miscast. I was like, you couldn't put. You couldn't even put glasses on her. Not to be like, <laughs> not to be like, that's the totally like stereotypical thing is for them to have glasses because they're nerdy. But I was still like, we couldn't just throw some glasses on her or anything. Yeah. Make her not Natalie Portman. Like Natalie Portman's gorgeous. Not that there aren't gorgeous scientists in the world. I'm sure there are. You're really, you're crossing a lot of Digging at myself here, a whole hardcore here. Get out of this. All right. Well, I just felt like I would have respected her character a lot more, even if she was hot like Natalie Portman, if she wasn't just, oh, whatever, my science, I care about this boy. And she just always, it seemed like she, it seemed like she didn't know anything about science too, right? Yeah. She couldn't explain any of the science to anybody. She just ran around like looking for my data, my research. And they took away her research and she said, I need my research back. Not anything. Oh, I need this research to do something. She said, I just need it back. And she didn't know anything. They kept. <laughs> I think that's a perfectly apt description. I think it's hilarious. I'm glad you described it like that. She really didn't know anything. And she was just wandering around, like, yeah, trying to find these clouds that fell out of the sky and stuff. As good as Thor 1 is, there's definitely some <laughs> hollowness in that whole story. Yeah. So, Thor, 
Thor Thor could definitely use some improvement and may never get it. I don't know if there will be a Thor 3. I'm not sure what that is. Well, Ragnarok is 3. Oh, you're right. I totally forgot <laughs> about that one. I've actually heard great things about that one, too. Who knows? Maybe we'll, we'll find out soon. Far. Oh, we have to see that. That's critical. I'm gonna. Yeah, see we're it gonna before, have to see it before before infin- next week. Before Infinity War, yeah, we'll, we'll have, have to get to up. that one. Man, I didn't even realize. I'm trying to watch them mostly in the in the order they happen. Sequences huh? that yeah. are important you're doing without a good just job. without just with just cutting out the unimportant stuff. Because I never watched any of the Iron Mans, but it doesn't seem like I missed anything yeah. since they were all Phase One, and one was right after Avengers. So. Yeah. And then I didn't watch Ant Man, so Yeah, Ant Man is good, but it's a complete side story. Yeah. So All right. Well now that we've caught up on the Infinity Stones, done a little bit of review and gotten some context for the movies that you uh watched this week that were not our uh main show here, the mm-hmm. main feature. Let's jump onto the feature and move completely away from the Infinity Stones because I don't even think they're brought up in this. I mean, are they? I don't remember. No, a lot it's a it's hydra and shield it's the shield stuff and hydra stuff yeah so similar to other phase two movies this doesn't cover the infinity stones all that i didn't have almost any of that stuff i guess well there are phase two movies that cover the infinity stones but they also in phase two they brought in like the overarching bad guys that aren't the main story but are like mid-tier well it's also setting up it's still all of this also I know because I know what Civil War is about, kind mm-hmm. of. All of this stuff is... Plant seeds. It's setting up the whole, what do you do that's good to protect the Earth that could be like also bad? Or like yes. protecting people on Earth. Yeah. Because the whole thing was S.H.I.E.L.D. had built these gigantic, I don't know, floating whoa, whatever whoa, whoa. they we were. We haven't even talked about the plot yet. You're <laughs> that's just what I'm doing. In. All right. All right. Let's start from the beginning. Okay. Where do we start? Opening shot. What is it? What is that? It's that. It's wherever Abraham Lincoln sits, right? They're running around the, the Capitol? lake. Oh, the National Mall. Yes. They're running around the lake. And um, he keeps saying, on your, on, left, your left. on your left. And yes, Captain America meets this <laughs> other army guy. Paratrooper, yeah. Um, I don't know what his name is in the movie, but he's Falcon. Yes, he is Falcon. You don't know that at the beginning. But you don't know that, yeah. So, spoiler. Um, and then the whole so somebody tries to kill Nick Fury. Yeah. Um and we think that he dies. And we realize that there's a uh resistance type group, an evil resistance type group that's sprung from the Hydra stuff from the first Captain America. Yeah, it is Hydra. Hydra yeah. has existed all Continued, along. Continued because Toby Jones was still alive. Yes. And the doctor. infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. So Nick yes. Fury's big organization, S.H.I.E.L.D., that was supposed to be good and protect the world, has come up with this plan to deploy these three giant floating ships that have algorithms that determine who will potentially be evil based on a your little data. minority report a going little on. Cambridge Analytica Facebook going on <laughs> looking at your data <laughs> determining what who you are and if you're good or bad and then they will take you out basically and an trying to stop yeah, yeah clearly Nick Fury has lost his mind because how could this ever be a good idea and Captain America brings up the point like yeah, this isn't freedom like this is fear using fear to prevent like yes. and he says he says great things like um 
you never you never end a war before it starts which i I love just like little lines like that which captain i really like captain america and i totally thought before i watched these that he was going to be so annoying but i like captain america so much me too (laughs) isaac we're on the same page if we were kids i would be fighting people to be captain america in the backyard if we were doing that (laughs) yes so captain america the general the general perspective that i had on him and always thought was that he was this shell of a worthless vanilla i just thought it was gonna be very yes which is kind of what he is in the first movie in the first avenger because he's in that time period but the whole like what i never thought about captain america and what they did so well in this is when they throw him into the future and then there's so much gray it's not that old like timey world war ii these are the good guys these Mm -hmm. are the bad guys you fight there's all this gray area and he just isn't he isn't set up to deal with that and he goes through it it's just so good to see him like deal with the time shift deal with the gray area try and figure out what's right and wrong and find his own way and break out of that like i'm just fighting for america because i'm captain america and literally yeah. like well go and also the majority and which be that like also the rebel. well that also comes because so so nick fury dies yeah and so then they turned it around on captain the hydra agents posing as shield turns that around on captain america and basically tries to make it seem like captain america is the bad guy he's a fugitive of shield so everybody has to try to hunt him down Mm -hmm. so he and natasha romanoff romanoff spend a lot of time running and trying to figure out who the bad guys are for real and they find out that those people are the bad guys and I'm trying to figure out what happens also. Well, then there's this bad person that shows up and his name is the Winter Soldier, which I will tell yes. you, if I had not already known who the Winter Soldier was, the movie would have been even better, which yeah. it already was really oh, good. Yeah. But the, considering who I that I already knew who that was, I was a little like, man, this would be so, so freaking <laughs> cool if I didn't know who this was. I know, right? It's so, it's just, it, was it a still bummer. gives me chills. It's so But it awesome. was really good. And it was really well done. All of that was really well done, too. And honestly, I have to say also that I'm surprised when I see these. And I really enjoy the Scarlett Johansson character. No, she, I've never seen her act as well as she is in this movie. I think maybe what she was given, but the whole thing <laughs> is amazing. And She's it's not really what good. I expect and from she, her. And I will say that she plays off of Steve Rogers or Captain America. Like, they play off of each other really nicely. So that's also kind yeah. of why it works is that their characters, the way that their characters interact and the kind of differences between them, it plays off really well. I think that also probably the actors just have really nice chemistry between the two of them. Mm-hmm. So it was really nice. That was all really nicely done. And also the movie's kind of fun because it kind of is almost a little born identity, right? Yeah, yeah it it's, is. It's the kind action, of like a born movie. The way movie. they shot the yeah. action is very much like you see that it sets you up in the beginning when they go on that first mission immediately following oh she yeah picks him up in the oh nice that was really car. cool <laughs> yeah it was and then that and then yeah and that they mission that the they went on which was like cool. undercover yeah. mission where he's running around the boat and he's which like i was silent. so confused by all i would let me tell you again the intricacies of trying to figure out who's on which side oh, yeah. in the middle of movies is very confusing this to me. one made it really hard and it does yeah. a really good job i've seen this one multiple times now it does a good job of having characters at the beginning that matter at the end that seem yeah, like they, they would track them all away. the way through yeah yes, yes. because there's that guy I don't know what his boat, name the is. Scientist. The main yeah. no, and not even that one. The other one, who's one of the ops guy. He's kind oh, of yeah. That ends up turning. 
Yeah, he's well, like a good guy. He's like the strike first, team leader. And yeah, you're and then it's kind of like you can't tell if he's shield operating on orders from shield or if he's Hydra yes. operating as a shield. It's very mm-hmm. it's a little it's all over the place. <laughs> and that kind of is what makes it fun. It's a little spy. There's espionage and yeah, that's like cool. As far as like it goes as far as like that girl, his neighbor, whenever Nick Fury gets shot in his yeah, apartment, she and breaks in and you're like, Is she a good guy or a bad that's guy? That's exactly right. You're like, Should should she help him? Should I try to kill him? And you can you see don't it know. on Cap's face. He's like, oh, I don't know what to do, but he has to. He knows he has to go chase uh, the Winter Soldier. So, man, it is just so good. It I, is it's really un- good. It's unreal. And for the amount of action that's in this movie, the drama carries it does so too. much weight yeah. because there i think this might have the most minute for minute action in any it movie does. that we've There's seen so far yeah. but none of it seems pointless and none of it seems like weightless yeah i even though i basically knew how the movie would end too i was it was it's kind of edge of your seat the I whole know. way through i was like when and then when we get to the end and they're battling on those things i was really like oh no what's going to happen like <laughs> yeah i know i love i also love little side note how often captain america falls from tall places in this movie it just seems like all the time he is like jumping off of a giant building or falling from a giant well, ship well and falcon or, is flying around too so there yeah, adds, adds a lot to it too cool. but also something i think was really cool and was uh is not underrated but i think might be easily forgotten is the scene where um Right after they rescue, they throw that guy off the building. They pretend to throw him off the building, and he mm-hmm. tells about the algorithm. Yeah, and then he gets pulled out of the car, and they fight on the freeway and on the streets there. Just the whole like the whole it's because it's sneaking around fighting. It's not even like yeah. there is some direct fighting, but the whole like them like evading each other and like trying to get the upper hand and like jumping yeah. out and setting up traps and walking around. It's so it's cool. Like, it's like. It's like it mind gamey stuff yeah, and it's, it's so spy stuff. Yeah. So that's why it all works very well. And really even, I mean, all of the action sequences here were also really well done. Even the Nick Fury car chase mm-hmm. is really cool. Yeah, it is really cool. And so it's just, <laughs> I just can't talk about it enough because it was so good. I liked it so much. Also, yeah, I have a friend who is, he, he loves fighting in movies, action movies, yeah. like good, like valid fighting that's not CGI. And this mm-hmm. movie, it does have some cgi but it has a ridiculous amount of well-planned well-executed fighting and the one thing he always says is kicks like you can determine whether or not a movie (laughs) was well thought out by the number of like kick moves they're doing because Uh that's like that's advanced like someone has to harder to do it's much harder and the amount of pure kicking in this movie (laughs) kicks ass it's insane it's so and there's lots of flipping and yeah yeah, all that stuff yeah it's just oh and uh, yeah the drama between bucky between black widow between captain america i mean the scene where he has to like talk to his girlfriend as she's like she's 90 now and he's oh yeah when he had to talk to um i I was gonna cry i've seen it already agent carter gonna cry Yeah. yeah man I I just can't say enough good things about this and about how relevant the story is. That's also what I want to talk about. The whole New World Order or like oh, protection, yeah. privacy was, yeah. versus fascism. Like this is Marvel. I mean, they hit the nail on the head with something that's very like that, I think to also is what makes society. Well, I think that's what also and makes it really down. good is because it's it it's not just bad guys versus good guys. And yeah. it's not just, Ooh, the bad guys trying to take over the world. Like we get a lot of the time. Yeah, it's thoughtful. It's yeah. It's kind of creepy. Like it makes sense. And so it gives it a little more weight maybe. Mm-hmm. Although I will say too, I was talking about this. If I lived in this world, 
where New York got destroyed in the Avengers and now like <laughs> Washington DC. Although I will say too, I thought it was completely ridiculous. So shield has this plan just to randomly bring these three gigantic aircraft out of the ground. I was like, so are people in this universe, are they just used to that? Like it's fine when stuff just starts shooting each other. Start well, random I mean, aircraft point, starts flying out of the sky. At this point, <laughs> Thor has already come to the planet multiple times. Like New York has had a portal with aliens come out of it. I don't think people, I just said, people I would, are immune. To I would anything. be Hold up in my house, like never going anywhere. I don't know what I would have learned how to do to make money, but I wouldn't be going anywhere, and I sure wouldn't live in a big city. You'd be podcasting professionally all the time from from a dark room. Well, you could do it from the streets of New York. Look at this random alien that fell out of the sky today. Which superhero is going to come save us now? I love it. Yeah. Oh, and some something we haven't talked about yet. And uh, I don't even know. We haven't even gone. We've just gushed about how good this is. We haven't yeah, even I had know. a strategy, <laughs> which I don't even care. It doesn't matter. I And because most, I'm mean, sure most people, most people are not like me. They've seen, I would assume that most people have seen most of these. And especially if they're still listening to this Marvel <laughs> weekly ongoing thing that we're doing <laughs> but yeah it was so good well and really you don't get a lot of the the fact that bucky barnes barnes is the winter soldier you don't really get a lot of that because he's hidden through the majority of the movie yeah it's all at the um, very end there's a big yeah. sequence and i don't know where i was going with that other than that it's cool <laughs> yeah yeah it is cool. um, and i mean what I was going to say was we haven't even talked about how good Robert Redford is oh, as yeah. the like president turncoat like invisible yeah. bad guy of Yeah, Hydra. he was really I was so annoyed by him, which is good because <laughs> if you're annoyed by the people then it's fine. Like it's good if they're the bad guy and they're annoying. Mm-hmm. Um which I mean, I didn't Well, I mean, obviously we should touch on the fact that Nick Fury is actually alive, so he came up with this whole pl- him and the uh him and the girl from How I Met Your Mother. Oh, Robin. yeah. Robin Him Robin. Dude, she shoots people in this movie. <laughs> she I was did that finally up do that. that. one scene where she shoots those two guys. Yeah, that was great. I'm like, Robin, She saw them it. coming and she You're just pops Avenger. them when they come yeah. through the door. Yeah, yeah that was pretty Avenger. cool. I'm glad they gave her that. So they come up with a plan to, they just have to change the cards. Yeah, so there's chips. The um, There's a targeting system that's powered by chips, processors. And yeah. They have three chips that they designed that like override the targeting system that'll target everyone on the planet that and the ships of, would kill. Yeah, and they'll killing the people that shoot of, each other. Yeah. yeah, so that's the plan. And that's destroy the it destroy the big project that Shield had been working on, and kind of in the process, it'll get rid of um, it'll get rid of Hydra for the most part, yeah, and also get rid of Shield. Yeah, it'll definitely get rid of Shield because it'll expose their problems. Yes. And so that was the rest of the movie. And there's lots of action at the end. Yeah. It was intense too. It yeah. was really intense. I didn't know what was going to happen. And it was really cool when that, when, <laughs> spoiler here too, <laughs> when um, Black Widow pretended to be that lady yes, and she started kicking mask. those people's yeah. butt. I was like, <gasps> whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's just unreal. And me and you, we may not have said this on here, but this is my favorite Phase Two movie, easily for Marvel. It better than the Avengers, better than my favorite Iron Man, and it matches Black Panther. I put this as the top. Black Panther and this tied for the top for my favorite Marvel movies by far that have been. I will have to watch Black Panther as we're getting. Well, I probably won't be able to see it before Infinity War, but I'll have to watch it again. I really liked Black Panther for a lot of the kind of um 
I think because it did a really nice job of bringing in different, like we talked about, different themes that are really absent in a lot of these. I mean, just like this one has strong themes, I feel like that one has its own strong themes and it's creative yeah. in a way. This one isn't, I don't it's think this one's creative, creative like that. It's just so but, well done that you oh, can't. 100%. There's nothing. There's nothing you can say wrong about. It. Well, I it's think basically a spy a movie dressed up as a superhero movie, and yeah. Black Panther is a superhero movie that just brings in I a mean, lot of those other themes that are really that. That's kind of what puts it above some of the other yes. ones. Yes, and it's by far the most colorful. Like Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, when it came out, you were like, oh, this is like a fun, different take on like superheroes yeah. just because of the elements it's involved with. I think Black Panther takes that to the next level. Like it's what I would have wanted from Guardians of the Galaxy as far as like a creative, colorful, different type of story for the superhero universe because Guardians is just a letdown in my opinion. I, well, we'll I've talk about that next movies, week. So. Yeah, but yeah, okay, we won't get into that. Yeah, um, we um, yeah, we've got about we got a couple minutes left. Is there anything else you want to say? I mean, I give this, I mean, ten vibramian shields out of ten. Oh 100%. yeah, percent. It's it was it's unreal. If you've listened to this and you haven't seen it, we've spoiled almost we, everything. Yeah, I told you everything. So, but um, I mean, you have to you have to go see. But it's it if you it's yeah. actually really really well done and really there's a lot of again the thing that i liked about it was all the kind of spy stuff espionage mm-hmm. like that stuff is fun and it's cool and i like spy movies i like james bond which i'm not a typically the reason that we're having this is because i don't really like superheroes i don't really like action movies all the time either yeah. there has to be something that elevates it and this is like i said it's basically a well-done spy movie dressed up with the superhero stuff too yeah, the I mean the gray morality lines, the time traveling adjustment of like Captain America becoming a real person, uh-huh. which is like the depth of his character. We didn't even really cover, but like I mean he becomes something that's not annoying for the first time I think in the in the Marvel storyline up to now. Yeah, he just becomes a relatable character and someone that you actually like can care about or side with potentially, and then it reveals also his his distrust of the system and mm-hmm. plants the seeds for yeah. what will lead up to you know civil war which is where we're yes. going obviously which iron man isn't even in this he doesn't he doesn't make a cameo or anything nope not at all no sort of cameo but yeah i um i i can't speak highly enough no, about this really or, good i mean the data parallels to cambridge analytica that we just talked about and the whole like protection versus uh using fear like i guess uh, eliminating problems before they exist yeah. that whole like that whole protection mentality that takes it too far into like yeah, fascist and how fu- regime, yes, new how, world order kind yes. of thing. And I mean, coming, I mean, how often does Disney make movies that cover that? I mean, Disney is the new world order. We don't know it yet. <laughs> they, they made a movie about themselves. So it's just, I think it's just incredible. All the themes, all of the acting, all of the action you're, they may not, they may not be able to top this. I consider Black it's, Panther parallel. Black Panther's pretty up there. Infinity I War. actually think uh, currently this one is my favorite, yeah. even above probably Black Panther. But I think um, Infinity War has a chance to match this, and I hope I hope it does. I'm afraid it justice. of Infinity War. I'm afraid War, I'll tell a you. lot of it will be in space and will disappoint me in the same way that Guardians of the Galaxy does, because this was so down to earth yeah. that they were able to make it more than what it should have been. Possibly, is um, one way I like to think about. I it. just. I just, this is, I think it's, I always think that less is more. Yeah. Even when we were in the Avengers in which we haven't gotten to Age of Ultron, we'll do Age of Ultron next week. And I know that one thing that I've heard is that Age of Ultron is not as good as some it's of the other ones. stumbles. And you exactly, what we're talking about is why it stumbles. In my but opinion. my thing is that 
it's always like less is more. It yeah. really is a lot of the time. And this one was nice because you had one or two. You introduced this third one in Falcon, which Falcon played again, like we had kind of talked about with Captain America and Black Widow. He played nicely with them too. Yeah, he actually does really well in this movie. I don't think we it's gave him three. Props no, yet, we didn't. We didn't really talk about him. It was very and solid. It was, yeah, and it's a nice and it's, surprising. Again. It's a nice introduction to the character, and you don't get a lot of the character. And he's but freaking they, cool. But they <laughs> do a lot with the little that you have, yeah. which is nice. And because you don't have to spend, you don't have to spend a whole lot of time with a character no. if you put the right kind of breadcrumbs in there to lead you where you need to go. They did a really nice job with that, and there didn't have to be any training because he was this like black ops person or whatever, which mm-hmm. is fine. But I will like it was better than ooh in the Thor one. Yeah. Um. Hawkeye was in Thor 1. Yes. And Black Widow and even Falcon got way better than Hawkeye did. They didn't even <laughs> yeah. do anything with... They didn't tell you anything about Hawkeye. He just sort of appeared. And because I had gone back after Avengers, I knew that he was important, but it was very odd. Yeah. There's no introduction to him. You don't really get anything. He's just working for S.H.I.E.L.D. and yes. Agent Coulson in that one. Hawkeye is super weak until Civil War. I think they redeem him a little bit. Actually, a lot of it and give him a chance. But I think they did. But I they think just they kind of threw him in there. Yeah, they did such a bad job do... with his character up to the point of Civil yeah. War. But that's because in Thor, he's on the quote-unquote bad guy side. Because yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D. is like the bad guys who are trying to keep Thor from getting his hammer and yeah. all that stuff. Oh, and then in Avengers, half the time he's a bad guy too because he's controlled yes. by Loki. He just gets the short end of the stick, yeah. man. Yeah, <laughs> he hasn't... Uh, as far as I've seen, he hasn't really gotten a decent story because he's no. basically always on the wrong side of, <laughs> yeah. of the point of view of the movie, yeah, essentially. True. So it was nice with Black Widow. It was nice with Falcon. Captain America stronger character in this one all the action well done good story good interesting stuff going on yeah watch it again if you're listening to this watch it again because (laughs) you're gonna enjoy it it's it's insanely good and if nothing else we will i will own this one on blu-ray and And it gives a nice for the rest of my life i'll show my kids this and be like this is what superhero movies should be and winter soldier the winter soldier aspect of it is cool although he's so annoying because he's so good at fighting too you're just like <laughs> oh you just can't you to just get beat defeat up. him yeah i'm like can't you defeat him or something jeez but <laughs> but it was a good villain he was a good villain yeah. um yeah when robert redford slaps him in the chair you're just like oh robert it's coming to you and it gives a nice importance to character in the fact that he is buggy barnes too so <laughs> 12 out of 10, man. I don't know what to say. I'm so happy about it. But I really enjoyed it. It was really good. Uh, And now I'm starting... I'll begrudgingly say that I'm starting to like all of these movies. (laughs) I'm starting to really enjoy it. So, whatever. Yeah, you fall into the trap. I just... I can't believe that before it was this broad that people bought into it. Whoever the early... I will tell you that too, yeah. I have have no understanding. And that's why me and you were against it. Yeah, I got sold by the huge... It wasn't this quality. Absolutely. Not at all. Like, Hulk But it's hilarious. I think it's... I will tell you too, I have massive respect for who, and I guess it's Stan Lee because technically, or his writers, because technically all this stuff was already there in those comic books. Yeah, I mean, Stan Lee, I think, had a lot of initial stuff, but there's all sorts of writers' fingerprints all over spanning Infinity War. But whoever had the foresight to turn this into a cinematic universe, and really, and but the seeds are all there from, like, you can see them putting those Mm -hmm. seeds in there from even the old movies. They knew where they were going with stuff. They don't always make 
it for the best movie, but it's no. important later. And that's kind of, it's making the later movies better, which we all know if you're talking about a franchise, usually the later films are worse. But in, it's kind of funny know. that in these, they're getting better because... Just the gravity <laughs> is increasing yes. and you care and you understand. And like there's, even when there's no context, you have your own context that you're bringing along with you that make the movies better i mean it's kind of like the whole it's the problem with like when you taste wine it's wine tasting you know you might not like the first wine but if that wine had been your eighth glass of wine like you might have thought it was delicious because at that point <laughs> you're so drunk on wine i don't that get that <laughs> i don't understand that at all i've never done anything like that okay 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 all right well i think that's enough for this week that was that was our review of captain america winter soldier it was good <laughs> yeah what can we say <laughs> sorry right. if we didn't give Man, you enough i was good. So negative content yeah, because we're just gonna rave about it i um and I it's think, just like we say all the time don't listen to us think, talk about it go watch it yeah for real i think we just burned the house down though i would love to hear people this excited about anything talk for 30 minutes about a movie but thank you so much next week we'll be back we will have a quiet place hopefully watched, hopefully 100 yeah. For this week at the movies, we'll have a new trailer. We'll be moving on to Avengers Age of Ultron, tying back to the Infinity Stones. With a little sidetrack to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy, since that's yes. in between two. Mm-hmm. And it will, we'll be able to... This week we did just talk about how good this was, but it'll also wrap up some of the seeds that are planted in this week and what actually how how this story relates to the overall story, other than the fact that Hydra. Oh yeah, we'll get yeah. Well, it'll be fun to talk about more Avengers stuff and everybody's the different stories being brought together. Again yeah, too. this is this is definitely the most closed story out of the four we oh, have yeah. leading up here, but it all matters. It all will play in. And we'll get to that with Avengers Age of Ultron next week. So follow us online at PBMC Podcast on Twitter and on Facebook. We're online at popcornbrothersmovieclub.com and email us at pbmcpodcast at gmail.com. Review us on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks to SoundCloud for hosting. And uh, yeah, you know, keep it real. I'm Elon. I'm Isaac. And this is the club.